joining me today. And I'm here with Michael Massey, who normally joins us from Sedona, but he is in a different location today. I don't know if he's going to want to talk about that, but, um, but he has a, a nice view, he tells me, from where he, where, from his vantage point. And we were talking recently about this very big statement that he made that I had some trouble wrapping my brain around. So it's around how the universe is within each of us. So we have the universe as we all have come to accept it. And then that's also reflected within. And so that's really all I can say about this <laughs> is that Michael said so. So, um, Michael, welcome. It's always so lovely to be with you. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for having me on the show once again. Oh, it's always and a pleasure. Greetings, greetings to everybody from the Seattle area. I am on a little place called Polesbo, which is kind of just adjacent to Bainbridge Island, and I'm looking out over Liberty Bay um, on the Puget Sound. And this is my kind of go-to spot to get out of the Sedona heat for the summer. Oh, that's a good idea. It's hot there. It does <laughs> get a little bit warm. Uh, so, uh, so I'm up here to soak up some water energy and um, rejuvenate the soul a bit here on my part. In and, the Puget uh, Sound, are there orcas? There are. I have yet to spot one yet, though. Ah, um, I, hope I know you do. most of my friends here have spotted them when they've just been on a ferry ride over uh, over to Seattle or mm. back. I have uh, I have yet to spot them, so that's that's kind of on my bucket list. Oh, I hope I you do. Yeah. I um I went kayaking in the Puget Sound like when I was, I mean, my early twenties, like I was just out of college and I went on a trip up there. I went a couple of times. I love the, uh, I love the Seattle area. And, um, so I was kayaking with my friend's boyfriend at the time's friend randomly. Don't even remember what his name was, but I do remember that he was like, okay, so if, if a killer whale comes and like crests out of the water, just don't freak out. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then the whole time, I just was waiting for this killer whale to come and like breach, you know, next to me and that I was going to have to be cool about it. And uh, that didn't happen. But maybe if you go kayaking, you'll draw one to you. Apparently that happens. Mm. (laughs) I was eyeing that kayak this morning. Uh, Mm. uh, I think I might want to take that out. So Mm. funny you should mention that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, go kayak to the whales. There you go. I'm sure you can draw them to you. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful wildlife up here. Eagles and ospreys and herons, gulls, um, otters and sea lions. Really? And, yeah. Aww. Yeah. You got a whole family of uh, otters that has a little den nearby here. Oh, no way. And, a, yeah, big old family of Canada geese um, mm. decided to roost right in front of the um, the otter den. And so there was a there's a big old standoff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine uh, geese are something else. Uh, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They are a little on the ornery side. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um. Um, yeah, but it's it's just fun to watch nature at play for sure. Yeah, what a beautiful opportunity that you have. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and that we're connecting. And um, can you talk to us about how the universe is both observable outside of us, but it's also reflected inside each person? Okay. We could talk about that. Now, you say reflected inside. I'm not sure exactly. I would um, 
would be my choice of words. I would almost use that uh, in in reverse. Uh, the universe is actually contained within us. It is projected out and reflected from the field around us. Oh. It's just oh. a l- slight, slight different way yeah. to kind of view it. Um, and... You know, how is this kind of so-called possible um, for, let's say, everything that we perceive around us, including each other, how can this actually be inside of us? That seems like a kind of a magic trick, if you will. Um. So the, the basic principle here is referred to as the holographic universe. And um, there's been a few books have been written on this. And it's certainly if you were to Google search for a holographic universe, that would uh, pull up a whole number of references. So if anyone is, is really curious and wants to do some further reading on this particular subject, um, that's your good search phrase okay holographic universe uh let's talk about holograms uh for a moment um now uh most people if you think about a hologram you think about um some kind of like a 3d projection kind of projection right well holographic film has a very unique um property and uh so you have a uh, special slide of a type of film. It's, it's called holographic film. And it requires, you can't shine just ordinary light. You have to shine a laser light um, through it. Now, let's say you got this little square of a holographic film and it's, uh, and the hologram is of a coffee mug. Okay. Now, what happens if you actually cut that film, you take some scissors, you cut that film in half, um, and then you shine a laser through now what is just half of that holographic film. What, what shows up in terms of a hologram? I guess just that half of the coffee cup, right? No. No. Interestingly enough, if you cut a holographic film in half, you shine a laser through each half, each half will still produce the full coffee cup image. The full thing, or it will be like, it'll take that half and project the other half onto, like a mirror image. No. Nope. The whole thing? Nope. thing. How the can whole that thing. be? I know, isn't it? It's kind of, it is its own bit of a little bit of magic there. Mm. So what happens, you could cut it again into fourths. And each, each piece of the holographic film contains the full image. Hmm. Okay. So you can, yeah, continue to subdivide that film as number as many times as you want to. The whole coffee cup is on every single piece of it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Kind of strange. Yeah. But that's the kind of the important principle. Because so if we look at the universe as being that coffee cup, then each and every one of us is just a piece of this holographic film, but we still contain the whole universe or the whole coffee cup is still on our film. So there's one universe and yes that same universe is contained in every single person it's not yeah. so my distinction here is just like i'm not carrying around my universe and you're not carrying around your universe i mean we are kind of when we've talked about like spherical consciousness and and things like that, that we're creating, c- carrying around our own reality. 
Reality is but, a little different than universe. Yes. Right. So, but from a universe perspective, it is it is universal. <laughs> we are all imp- in, not imprinted, but we all contain the same. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, you could look at it as the massive amount of information contained within, like uh, our DNA. Uh, it contains like the blueprints for everything, um, whether or not those are manifest uh, or not. It's that's kind of individuated, but um, but the information is there, and I, I don't know. I think it's like you know. I mean, we 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 share what. 99.9% the same DNA as a banana or something. It's, oh, is that right? I thought you were going to yeah. say a chimpanzee. No, no, banana. We're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's astounding uh, how, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, how just a few little small changes can uh, make the difference between, yeah, you and a banana. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, so, uh, so we each, uh, uh, we each have this, the, the whole is actually contained with, within us. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that um, we all we're all experiencing the same thing. Um, you could, if you likened it to a book, uh, um, book or potentially a movie or something like that. Uh, but let's go with book. And so the we have the book of the universe, and you have it. And I have it, but we might be reading different pages. Okay. So, okay. So the whole thing you have, the whole thing I have, but we might be at different points along the story of what we're reading. So do you, are you relating that to like parallel universes and things that like, you know, they're well, maybe they're like scientific things that have been proven that, that we maybe all can get on board with. And then there are more things that are... Well, you mentioned be, before that there's like one universe, right? Now, in a, in a grander scheme, there's actually a multiverse. But I figured we'd probably better not to, to essentially go there. So mm-hmm. um, we can talk about parallel realities, but for practical purposes, let's kind of define the universe as being exactly that. It's uni. Mm-hmm. If there's one universe that we're all uh, both a part of and um, and, uh, and a container for. So then what, what do you mean when you say that we might be at different points in that book? Like what would be an example? Well, let's say, uh, you're, you're in, uh, you're in a Indianapolis page of the book and I'm in a Seattle page of the book. Um, okay. okay. So, uh, yeah. So whatever our experience might be, is different, but it's, we're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're on essentially different pages, but, um, but we still have the whole, and then the whole book inside of us. And so that's a planetary example. But when we've talked about this before, you, you, we, I think you talked about like the constellations and, you know, the planetary system and the, galaxies and all of that so if we think about like space more galactic or yeah and okay to look out into the night sky and see all those stars and all of that um and to realize recognize that all of that's inside um uh, that's not something that's necessarily easy for the for the brain to process. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's a 
you know, one way to, um, there's kind of like two ways to envision this. And one's kind of like on a, at a macro scale. So if the universe is really that big, then how big am I if it's all inside of me? Hmm. So I must be a lot bigger than I think I am. You must be a lot bigger than you think you are. And that itself is a very interesting meditation is to allow your consciousness to expand in this kind of spherical fashion as you just let yourself get bigger and bigger until you encompass your neighborhood, your community, your state, your nation, the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, and then beyond to the whole universe. And, uh, um, and, as you allow your, your mind, your consciousness to expand that way, then to become so large that the whole universe is within you. That's, that's one meditative practice. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the macro scale. Okay. Okay. Then the, the alternate way is to kind of shrink the universe and condense it down till it's really, really, really small and then envision the universe being very, very small and it fits inside of you. And both are correct? Yes, ultimately. Okay. Because yeah. I think I've heard like some some amazing being, and I can't remember some name that we would all know, but um, saying that like the whole universe is reflected in like a drop of water. And I, I know I just said reflected again, but like um, represented or contained or. Um, yeah. And actually <laughs> it is in a sense reflected actually in a drop of water. Um, you can uh, attempt to do some copious amounts of of, of LSD or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stare at a drop of water, and you might be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the holographic encoding um, doesn't isn't limited to just you and me. Incidentally, the holographic encoding is everywhere so it's possible to see the whole universe reflected as you say in a drop of water to see it in a flower um and uh to yeah to see it in a a bird diving for fish to um to see it uh when you look in the mirror at uh yeah at your very own self. And so, um, it's ever present everywhere. And so the, it's even, I'm looking across the, this kind of room I'm sitting in and there's a, there's a chair over there and the, chair itself is comprised of just energy right but it's energy that's come into uh, form but the base level energy is the same energy that comprises everything in existence and so if you reduce it in this kind of reduce it all the way down to small you get to what you might just call like a an omni particle or a god particle um um, some call it a, a God spark. It's the very, very thing that when we're making our journey inward, um, our journey inward, so-called, uh, to reach our center point. And when we reach our center point, we find there is a spark of the divine. 
at the very center of our being. And it's just, it's the tiniest, it's, it's what, um, it's what Jesus referred to as the kingdom of heaven is within you. Um, it's referred to then referred to as pearl, of great price. Um, and so that which is within us is this tiniest seed or spark of the divine is like this omni particle that is everything in all of existence exists within this one particle. Hmm. Okay. A uh, God's spark. That's within yeah. everything. That's within everything. Hmm. Okay. So how do the microcosm then and the macrocosm affect each other? Like how do we... How do we utilize that truth? How do we utilize this truth? Okay, well, we're, you see, we're kind of on this, this journey, if you will. And um, we're such an interesting species here, uh, humans. Um, and what whether we're aware of it or not okay what we're attempting to do is to achieve a certain state of being where when the world that we look out at and see around us is, a, is actually a direct reflection of the world that we feel inside of us. So when, it, when, when these two match, when the world I see matches the world I feel, then then I've, I have actually exited a world of illusion and entered uh, the world of truth or true reality. And as long as there's a discrepancy between the world we see around us and the world we feel inside of us, then we're kind of, we're out of phase, if you will, with the truth or what true reality actually is. And so the extent first kind of presupposes that what, um, what we're wanting to do is, is through our meditative practices, we want to make the inward journey. And as we make the, the journey inward, we're stripping away layers like, you know, like an, like an onion, we're, we're eliminating, removing programs and, and veils and wrapping paper that, uh, that is kind of stands in the way of us actually reaching to the, the depths of the core, to that spark of the divine which resides within. So we have to unpack and unwrap many layers as we make that journey inward. So the idea is we keep stripping away those layers because what we're really ultimately wanting to um, achieve here is a clear channel. So we want, when we, when we look inward, we're able to see all the way to our spark within. Okay. And when we can just turn our mind's eye and we can look inward and see all the way to that spark, then we are so-called clear. That means that that spark can then actually shine all the way out through us and then be reflected in the world around us. And the experience of the world around us, when we see the light of the divine actually shining out and reflecting it, it is, it become, it is dazzlingly beautiful because this, this light will then, it's sort of like it hits all the other 
God sparks out there, all those other particles, and then reflects back to us or that that presence of that magic of that light that exists within everything. Okay, can we unpack this a little bit? Sure. When you say you see it reflected back, is this like experientially? Or are you talking about like, okay, you're looking out onto the water and you're literally seeing like beauty and like shimmering essence off the surface of the water and it like looks beautiful or we're talking like an experience that you're receiving and interacting with like these experiences that are fulfilling and deep and meaningful and soul filling or both. It's going to be both, both, isn't it? Dang it. It is. (laughs) It is both. It's yes. There's a visual component to it of that, of um, all of a sudden the the world that we see around us literally beautiful beyond like description uh, it's when we can when we see clearly what we're actually in a part of um yeah, it's like going from an old, you know, the old picture tube televisions to a big old LED, you know, high def screen. There's a, okay, I still see the trees and I see the water and the birds and stuff like that. Those were there before, but, but to see them clearly, wow. I mean, they're just, it's, everything is just in much higher definition. And it's just, it, it will, you know, mouth dropping beauty. Uh, the experience of it is that, that as you look around, there's this recognition of this light that's within everything that is also within us. And so there's a knowingness or knowledge of the quality of that light and that it comes from within. And so experientially, there's this feeling of oneness and connectedness with everything that goes above and beyond just the visual beauty. And you start to, when you add those two together, um, whoa, and that's, yeah, that's mm. sublime. And so uh, this is really the, this is the world in which we live in, regardless of whether or not we're able to perceive it. And so uh, we as, as humans are evolving to a capacity where we're able to perceive what we are a part of mm-hmm. and always have been. Okay. And we're the, let's say, you know, hey, just snap your fingers, wave a magic wand and go, hey, Shazam, let's, what if everybody in, in the world would all of a sudden, boom, wake up one morning and see this for themselves to see clearly, boy, the, I mean, everything would change in a, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But people don't know what they don't know. If you have not, yeah, have not witnessed this directly, then how can one know it even exists that there's a world that's beautiful and we're actually walking around in it? Mm, Yeah. I have another very um, pedantic question about the way that you describe that. So when you talked about having like that clear channel and, and then you go within and within and within, you're purified, and then you you can connect with that spark. Now, is that really how you experience it? Like as a spark? What what are people, or does it vary by individual? What are people kind of looking for 
to know if they've connected with this. A diamond? And it literally appears as a diamond in the center of the heart? Yeah. And you can you perceive that in your mind's eye or Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um I've heard it referred to as a diamond core god cell. I've heard, you know, um these are just some of the the words that others have used to to describe it. Hmm. Um it yeah, it always shows up as a yeah, sparkly diamond core. Hmm. Um, that's the way it always has for me, anyways, and uh, uh, which also seems to be universal with uh, others who have uh, um, also tapped it as well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I did a meditation a few days ago, Sandra Walter, mm-hmm. and I think yep. she described going into the diamond oh I can't remember now I think it was it was something like what you're saying reminds me of what she described yeah yeah she yeah quite likely she would be talking about yeah some Mm -hmm. kind of diamond core yeah yeah interesting so you go you draw yourself you draw your awareness deeper and deeper in focused at the heart center Mm-hmm. Perhaps, or that's where it would show up. Um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Or, uh, or for me, I, yeah, it's actually uh, well, high heart. The high heart. Okay. Yeah. The thymus. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so then I guess we've kind of covered the practical application of this at least as far as like from what you can perceive but are are there ways to kind of use this in development i suppose um yeah there's some um the Here's the interesting principle about the universe is that it's always it's always uh, complete. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, if you lose your car keys, okay, uh, they still exist within the universe. All right. Mm-hmm. Now you might not know where they where they happen to be, um, because you've lost them, but they they still exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, everything is exists within the universe itself, and one of the things that we can kind of do now we use the example of kind of the big old macro, make yourself as big as the whole cosmos. Um, we also just talked about the universe being, you know, all the way summed up into one little tiny diamond that mm-hmm. contains. If you look at it, you just go like that's your that's your little hologram film. You see, you shine a light through it, and the whole universe is is contained within it. All the information is contained for everything. You with mm-hmm. me so far? Yes. Okay. So then, um, uh, so those are two 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 big extremes. Okay, from the small the to the large now one of the things that we can do is we can practically in a more practical manner you go okay well um i'm going to define my universe or i'm going to define my sphere um, as let's say being the room that i'm in okay and so um Shrinking the universe, if you will, to the size of my room. That means that everything that I'm facing right now um, is contained within this room. Um, That means that there's no such thing as any problem that I can face in this room that doesn't have the answer solution also in this room. Mm. Okay. 
okay? Because the universe is whole. Everything is good. So it wouldn't contain a problem without also containing the solution being in the same in the same field. Okay. Okay. So this is another practice that we can put into place is actually is is defining our sphere and bringing into our awareness, okay, uh, that, okay, I am here in the universe of my room. Everything that I need to solve whatever problem I have is right here. And it always is. And this may give some people comfort when particularly they feel like they're beset uh, by problems that are out there or excuse me, or they problems might be right there, but the solutions are somewhere. Or they don't there. exist. They, 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 or they don't exist or whatever. Yeah. And this is just not the case. It's never the case. So there's no such thing as a problem without a solution. The very instant that any problem is created simultaneously, the solution is is there. Exists. This is like cosmic law? Yes. Hmm. So there's no such thing as problems without solutions. So the solution exists within the universe. So, um, so practically speaking, make your universe an appropriate size that you can reach whatever it is that you need to in terms of finding solutions to your problems. Okay, so when you say you've shrunk the universe down to your room or your sphere is the size of your room, this is more to do with like containing and being able to get your arms around. Um, because if it's if it's like, okay, the, the problem is just like, and the, and the solution are just so vast that right. it's overwhelming. I mean, sometimes that's like the meditation that you talked about where you're like, okay, start with you and then expand into the room, expand into the community, expand into the state. I, I'm better with that now, but I know when I first started doing that, it, it got away from me. Like I couldn't keep relating to it the bigger that it got. Um, right. And so that's something like when I'm guiding meditations that I'll often be like, okay, expand yourself, but, you know, keep it so that you can still relate to it, you know, and it's not just like gotten away from you. So is that kind of what you mean with that? Like bringing it in just so that it's, it, it's workable. Yes. Workable. Okay. Yeah. And that's one of the advantages to kind of the microcosm, viewpoint where you're you're identifying with the universe within and it's shrunk down right you're just kind of making you're going into a little smaller theater Mm. or something that you're going to project the universe onto so you're setting the boundaries of say the screen of your projection of the universe Mm -hmm. and you're going to put it at a manageable distance so that you can work with whatever you have in your direct environment Mm-hmm. And as we this as we work and manipulate whatever is in our little universal sphere, then in a sense we're actually manipulating and altering the universe itself. Oh. Oh. Okay, talk about that. That's fascinating. Okay. It is fascinating. So we're each and every one of us, we're not we're not um unless we choose to be, I guess. Um, but we're not born or intrinsically just, uh, pawns or objects for, um, to be, we're not just game pieces on a board. We're actually participants and co-creators in this whole experience that we're having here on earth and in the universe at large. And so there's. Um, we, each and every one of us has the power to influence the affairs, not just of our community and world and planet, but the universe as well. Uh, because we're bestowed as a, you know, walking, talking expression of it. 
And um, so when we make changes to our immediate environment that, and this is the, um, uh, you know, like the Eastern traditions of feng shui, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So um, this would be a good example of how you can manipulate your own environment to alter say the the flow the way that energy flows in your space mm-hmm. when you do that at a micro level within your own space you're actually you're actually increasing or um uh, or altering um the overall flow equation for the universe mm. wow so if you optimize your own space you're actually going to be helping to optimize the universe at large. Wow. Wow. Right. There's no small things. Yeah. So then I guess that is also as you work on yourself as an individual and you become more compassionate, more patient. I don't know who would be working on that. Uh, Not (laughs) me, but, um, um, and you know, just more open, more loving than that is then increasing that quality throughout the universe. Correct. Interesting. So I guess that's obvious in the way that other people begin to respond to you. Um, I think anybody can relate to that. Like, okay, if I'm kinder to other people, typically I receive kindness back. But that's really right. interesting that it then um, affects consciousness as a whole in ways that you may never see for yourself Correct. in your own direct experience. Correct. And that, yes, you can actually mm-hmm. make changes beyond that which you even are aware of. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, right? That's a lot. <laughs> I know. Wow, a responsibility. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so it, as we, you know, open up those channels and we do that inner work, okay, that allows the light to shine out through through us. So um, and uh, it has that light quality that's going to, it's going to radiate out from us and it's going to, hit all the other little God particles that are also around us and it excites them so that they emanate light also. And so as we do this, yes, we will find that yes, our interactions change. We, um, we may meet different kinds of people cross our paths. Um, our experience of the same people may shift into different ways that are totally unexpected. Um, um, our experience of, of things like, um, you know, uh, your your vehicle's car doesn't break down anymore. Um, uh, you know, the, the blender always works or whatever Mm. the, there's a, there's a tangible benefit to, this work that just enhances the functionality and the beauty and the performance of everything around us. I am so excited to hear you talk about this because um, I was, this was actually, this is on my list of things that we were going to talk about after we were done recording, but, um, (laughs) but I'm going to bring it up now because I have this Himalayan salt lamp that I was given, um, a few months ago and it has like this dimmer on it and um we had a storm a few months like a couple months ago maybe and the power went out and when the power came back on the salt lamp start stopped working and I noticed it came into my awareness like at the time but because it had this dimmer on it I was like I don't even know if this is a light bulb thing or if it's like an electrical dimmer thing. So I just kept it plugged in and I never did anything with it because electrics are not like my strong suit. And um, 
this weekend I came downstairs and it was on. And I asked my husband, I'm like, did you fix the lamp? And he said, no, it's on, isn't it? And I said, yeah. And I have no idea how it turned on or how it started working. Um, But I had been kind of um, praying, you know, to the divine you know, one of like communicate with me, show me, you know, just like, um, and so as I'm like, I'm like, well, it's light, you know, I, I just loved that it's it, like this light started working. And, um, of course, light being so important in the universe and, and universal and flowing through. Um, so I don't know if it's a thing. But in my in my universe, it was a thing that happened. <laughs> that was really beautiful. Thing. So, well, there's no such thing as coincidences. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've had all i've I've had uh, uh, I've had all kinds of things that were like so called broken that that just magically start working like again. spontaneously. Yeah. Because I know yeah. you've talked about how you can, you have done things, especially with electrics and cars and things like that, um, where you've used your own power. I think you even talked about this in the very first episode with the Kundalini rising. And we talked about how that's a very real tangible power that can be tapped into. Um, mm-hmm. But you mean like this spontaneous? Because I didn't do anything to this lamp. I didn't reiki yeah. it or try to get it to work. Right. Um, I've had both both incidences happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one is a you know directed energy as you as you're talking about, and other times it's just whoop. Mm. I guess that's working again. That's yeah. neat. Huh. Yeah. That's so cool. Super cool. Yeah. It's so cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love it. Um, certainly kind of, it kind of, um, if you kind of let yourself, then it can bring about a kind of a, mm, a new and more like childlike way almost to explore our world. Because mm. we can, we can then begin to look at our, say our meditative practice as um okay is like okay i've got a goal in my meditation i'm going to unwrap another layer whatever that happens to be okay and we go okay with that each layer that we unwrap more light is able to shine through which is then going to have this effect on everything around us so that that the world that we re- we see back is going to be somewhat altered. Mm. And um, so this then goes, okay, wow, there's this, this, this connection between my inner world, which I cultivate um, through the meditations and my experience of the outer world. <laughs> and um, so we do one, then we kind of can expect or be on the lookout for, hey, what's new and different in the world around me? Mm. And so that that we, these two, these activities, the internal and the external become, um, uh, well, they're, they're kind of in partnership with each other. Um, and one facilitates the other, but it can, it can certainly lead to, to a, a boost in enthusiasm um, for life. It's like, you know, to wake up in the morning and wonder what today is going to bring. I wonder how that little unwrapping that I did in my meditation last night or whatever, how that's going to show up in my world today. Mm. Yeah, I experienced this in Sedona, and I know you and I have talked about that, but... Um, and you've told me that, you know, Sedona has like a um, lower entry point maybe where it's just easier to sort of connect 
with the universe um, and the elements and and the God stuff um, because it's not so dense as maybe where, you know, outside of Sedona, let's say. But um, when I was there about a month ago, I would take hikes and I would be in communion, communion with the divine during that time saying like, okay, let's play. Like, let me feel the wind, you know, and then the wind would come and it was like this feedback loop of like, oh, I feel it, you know, and, and, um, it was, there was that playfulness to it and this wonder and, and it was very beautiful so that it does, it does definitely, um, in, it's very enriching to be able yes. to, um, to have yes. that communion. Um, it's, it's almost, uh, it, it would kind of be almost comical. You and we talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, Hey, if, uh, it just wave our magic wand here or whatever, and, everybody woke up with, uh, and being able to see these, this diamond, got diamond particles everywhere. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the funny thing is if that were to happen, it would be like, everybody would be, uh, would, would probably, nobody would be doing what they were actually so-called supposed to be doing because everybody would be just running around from one flower (laughs) To the, to, 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 the, to the next and they just be like oh well, look at that over there. and and just in in just total awe and being mesmerized by all the things that we have around us mm-hmm. and then it would just be like oh let's go look at this and this and this and this and we go like wow and you go wow it it there is there's a whole lot that's in that that little, that little diamond, mm-hmm. um, and that we can, that we are free to explore, and we're not going to be done exploring it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. If the, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, it's a big universe wrapped up in a tiny package. Does that diamond hold throughout the universe? Or is that a planetary? No, it's universal. Universal. That's universal. That's universal. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This is such a big topic. I think this has been wonderful. And I think we're going to overstuff if we try to go much further. But do you have any... Any parting thoughts on this topic? On this topic, hmm. Or anything. Um, good luck and Godspeed. Hmm. Uh, for those that are familiar with... Um, Uh, the unified field or unity there's been, you know, a lot of folks like to talk about unity, unity consciousness mm-hmm. and all that. Okay. And in essence, that's what we've, what we've been talking about today and really kind of flirting with is um, this is what we would call a true unity. And uh, more so than just, um, now, if we all, if we get a group of people together, they can enter a group mind or a collective consciousness. So a lot of people actually, as they're entering a collective consciousness, they refer that to, to that as unity. But the real unity is the ever presence of this, this diamond God spark mm-hmm. that exists within everything. And so as we clear the channels to, Uh, for this light to shine through us, to illuminate all these particles around us, um, this is when we, all of a sudden, the the veils of duality, the veils of separation um, fall away and we're 
we're immersed in this unified presence of this divine spark that exists. And so without any separation, uh, without, um, without any veil, then, um, the, of course, the beauty is there. The love that we feel begins to skyrocket into it, it's, it's really unlimited. And this is the, this is the unified the field. This either, it's like it either exists or it doesn't. Um, if it exists, then it encompasses everything. It is truly universal. Because if it was just partial, it wouldn't be unity, would it? Right. So unity must encompass everything. And so this is the the unified field in which we were ultimately, as a soul, were born into, that we have come forth down to this planet to go through this duality experience to see ourselves as other than and separate from, from one another, from the planet, from God, from the stars, from, uh, from a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. um, to ultimately evolve back into the this, this field of remembrance of what we truly are and what we are a part of. Mm. And so we stand here kind of as a species on the brink and more and more um, are taking the steps and making the path, uh, walking the path um, where life as we once knew it has has lost its significance and its satisfaction and so together we are taking these steps into um into a new way of being and experiencing and perceiving that is uh yes it's both new um and it's also uh as ancient as the universe itself uh uh, coming into its awareness. So you do see us getting more and more into this unified field or unity field. consciousness or... Yes, yeah. and everything that everybody does, um, everyone who's listening, oh, ev- the, yes, every step that each one of us has taken, every time we've feng shuied our, you know, our house, every time... Uh, We've sat in our quiet contemplation. Every time we've forgiven someone because we, even though we didn't have to, um, every time um, we've done anything, no matter how small, we're helping to bring um, bring this uh, this transformation about. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I think everybody, it's not possible without um, yeah, without a group effort. Mm, that's so beautiful. So, thank, thank you. you. Namaste, thank you. and I, I bow to the spark within you. Oh, beautiful. Likewise. Thank you so much, Michael. And thank you for joining. If this episode has activated that divine spark within you, Maybe somebody else you know would benefit from hearing it. So please consider sharing it. And, um, and I thank you for joining. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm-hmm.